Hi, everyone. It's Biz. Due to, well, you know, having kids in my house, plus all the other things not kid-related, it is time to reach back into the vault. Please enjoy episode 167, where a slightly less haggard and broken Biz and Teresa discuss being tired of being president. Plus, guest Angela Arsenault talks about teens and sex in the digital age. This week on One Bed Mother, we're tired of being president. Plus, Biz takes it down a notch, Teresa has an announcement, and we talk to Angela Arsenault, the features editor at Parent.co, about teens and sex in the digital age. Woo! Oh, man. You guys really missed out on something just now. Yeah. Biz just did a really cool pose along Woo! with her Sort of like, like it was like sort of like a combo shout out to Hulk Hogan in the early eighties uh, and walking like an walking Egyptian. Walking like an Egyptian was what it right. So it's a little a little of both. Yeah, a little of both. It can was you, thrilling. Can you feel the thunder? Biz is in the house. Um, <laughs> how uh, how are you, Teresa? I am great. Yeah, and I have news. You have news. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go insert like a cool news of like sound effect? Yeah. Teresa, I would like to hear your news. I'm pregnant. Yes! <laughs> so excited! That's so exciting! Congratulations! Thank you. I, I am so excited. Thank you. I'm so excited too, guys. I'm I've so known. excited. I've known, guys. Yeah, business. Sorry, business. It was. Bit. It's been hard. Yeah, but it's you did a good job keeping this. Season. I have done a really good job. Let's make sure that we all focus on me <laughs> and the amazing job. Am I glowing? You from know keeping what? My secret. <laughs> You know, there was a day where actually there were a couple days where I thought you were gonna bust it out. Yeah, because yeah. we wa- we were I'm walking actually in bad at secrets. And everyone in the office is working here at Max Fun Headquarters. Yeah. And you started talking about how great it is that I was feeling shitty, because that's yeah. a good sign. And yeah. I was a little bit like, uh-huh. I'm just gonna but pretend. I just, but I'm that, so good and at then, switching it. And then we came in here and we had like Christian or a Baron yeah. X on the uh, boards. <laughs> And you started talking uh-huh. about, well, you know, when yeah. dot, dot, dot. And I, said, and I looked at you and yeah. I gave you the eyes. Yeah. The Teresa big eyes. gives me the big crazy eye. The crazy eyes. Yeah. And then you. The you, pregnant <laughs> eyes. She gives me the big crazy pregnant eyes. You reined it back in. Yeah. We held it together. We did. I, I, I am the queen of cover up. Um, <laughs> so how. Okay. Yeah. Will you tell us how far along you are yeah, and sure. how you're feeling? Yeah. I'm 12 weeks right now. Wow. Um, and the baby is due February 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the game is going to be, yeah. can we get through this pregnancy with, as, okay, because the last time, we, the last time somebody was pregnant in this booth, it yeah. was the two of us. Right. So we got to both be like, I hate it when those right. happens together. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see how long it takes for me, the non-pregnant one, to start laying all the garbage on Teresa yeah. and be like, how are you feeling? Yeah. No, for real. You're probably this. Let me tell you this. Yeah. Or just to like say something super insulting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it less than this show. Uh, <laughs> but so you're about to. So another boy, another thorn son. Another thorn son. A I, third thorn boy. So I'm going to ask you one of those really weird questions. Yeah. How you feeling about that? Because that's loaded with like maybe you yeah, shouldn't maybe feel. Yeah, maybe that's like, bad news. Right. No, I'm I'm excited about it. I 
I I knew. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a boy. In your your mom instinct. I knew it was going to be a boy. <laughs> if we were going to have another kid, I knew it was going to be a boy. And when I was pregnant, like before I found, we did like the blood test, the 10 weeks yeah. blood test that you can do now where they find out what it most likely is. And um, so we know earlier this time than we did with either of the other two. But I just, I just knew. Like, yeah. I just knew. I just knew. Yeah, you just knew. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think there's another show at some point yeah. about, you know, the gen- genders of your kids and the sex of your kids. I think I that'd think be a that, good like, discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely felt when I did learn, you know, it's most likely a boy, I there was like a little bit of a sadness yeah. just because I was like, I'm not going to have a daughter like right. you know what I mean yeah. and so there was that but like it it didn't like dampen my joy no. and excitement about having a boy it was just like there at the yeah. same time like there's a little bit of and I think it probably goes either way yeah. like if I found out I was having a girl there's also the like loss of the possibility like either yeah. way there's some sense of like uh. all the excitement going forward and the like ending uh. of a different possibility that's that correct there could have been so that is, like that's a great way to put it the ending yeah. of a different possibility that's yeah, right totally uh, how has the feet I have you been how have I been feeling yeah, how have you been feeling I thank you for asking yeah. I have been okay um, actually, my nausea has not been as bad uh, with this oh. pregnancy as it was with Simon or Oscar. I wonder if I can uh, make wild sweeping assumptions as to how that what that means your child's going to be like. Go ahead. Let's do it. Oh, well, I've already told you what I think your child's going to oh, be Oh, yeah, like. that's right, I've guys. already predicted so that, like, that, like, third, the third <laughs> I thorn. I told Jesse about this. The third thorn <laughs> is totally frat boy thorn, okay? <laughs> like, he's totally going to have, like, the hair that, like, swoops. You didn't say frat boy to me. Well, I realize that it's kind of, he's khaki. How, how, he's okay. khaki. Not oh, bad frat boy. You said okay. What, you, what Biz said to me was he's gonna be, he's gonna have these bangs yeah, that he bangs. just tosses back, and he's just gonna be in college forever. Forever. That's right. He, from, yeah, because he loves the frat life, man. Like he loves the college life. Guys, like, stay tuned for the next nineteen years. twenty years to find out if his predictions are true. And I'll say, and it's all because your mother didn't have as much morning sickness yeah. that predicted those bangs. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So yeah, that's it's good. good. I'm still like, I'm super tired. I'm extra tired. tired. I have that weird ear thing, which I yeah. won't pain everybody with going through that again, but that's going on. Um, I, You know, I'm pregnant. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm pregnant. Like, you guys know what that means, some of you. Like, right. If not, go back and listen to yeah. our many, many shows yeah. on being pregnant. We're not going to redo first, right. second, and third trimester right. here. You guys have heard this all before. <laughs> Pregnancy. Um, if you it haven't been through it yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> So that's happening. Um, I'm eating a lot. Good um, job. I'm, I like that. Good. Um, and yeah, that's... well, you look lovely. Thank you. You've been looking lovely every time I see you. Oh, thank you. That's I'm so ready nice. for the ugly days. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't see, there it is. There, okay. there was the insulting there, thing. You like that? We were waiting oh, for it. I can't and wait. Here it is. May now. I? May I share something 100 percent honest? Okay. I'm gonna be jealous. Okay. And I'm already a little You're going to be jealous when? Uh, You're not jealous I'm now? I'm a little jealous now. Okay. I'm a little jealous of not having exciting news. Okay. I'm a little jealous that I know we're not having another baby. Okay. Because we've just made that choice. But like, I know you're about to start hitting the like... You're really going to start showing yeah. soon. And then there's the excitement of having the baby. Right. And there's getting all the stuff for babies. Yeah. And there's just all the, the yeah. pro side of the baby. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of exciting A lot of exciting parts. stuff. Yeah. And I, I will be jealous of that and am a little jealous of that. And, like, there will be things where I will be like... Oh, I'm not gonna have a little baby again. Yeah, you know. And yeah. so, like, 
I'll, I'll be okay, guys. Don't worry. Well, I think this is actually about to get interesting. Just because, so like, I think it's also, you know, that feeling of, because we went through this, too. Yes. We weren't sure we were going to have a third child. Right. And there's that question of, well, my kids are growing up, and my kids are able to do more things yep. now, and I have more freedom now. And you can kind of, like, by the time your kid is two, your youngest is two or two and a half, you're like, you kind of, like, see, you can see a the way window. into right. the future. Like, you can kind of see how this is going to go. And there's a lot of excitement in that, too. Like, there's a lot of you know, just getting your life kind of back on some sort of yeah, or just, track, whatever that just, track or is. Or just like, you know, you've talked about like vacation yeah, stuff that exactly. you can now do that is like fun with all the, like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're not as like tied to like the schedules and the feeding and is everybody okay? And, you right. know, just like all the weird stressful stuff about having a baby. Um, and I think, you know, in some ways, you know, obviously my two kids, two older kids are going to continue down the path of getting older and you know all the stuff that's ahead of them and I am going to be like starting over with a new new person a new human is going to be starting all over and I don't know how that's going to go no I I just don't know but like it's that's not going to be the same for you like I feel like we've been in a similar even though Katie was two years older than Simon like I feel like we've been in a similar zone yeah for the last three years and now that's about to like shift a little bit the dynamic of the show a little bit. I know. It's going to be good, which I think will be interesting because I think yeah. that that is a real challenge for lots of people out there is this when one friend is pregnant and the yeah. other is not and like, you know, no matter what goes into those circumstances and yeah. however that like, you know, set of dice has been shook up, there are these moments, you know, and like, I think we'll see how quickly I forget what <laughs> having a newborn or being pregnant is like. You're fine. Yeah. Why are you so thirsty? What's what, the problem? What is wrong with you? Why do you so keep going to the bathroom? Nap? It's not a big deal. It's Babies fine. don't nap. Put him down. He'll go Just to sleep. Just relax. Just relax. Oh, you're going to sleep train? <laughs> I can't wait. Guys, let's look forward to an exciting <laughs> year ahead yeah. of getting Teresa through this pregnancy <laughs> without saying anything super horribly insulting. <laughs> and then the first year of having a baby uh, and trying to, again, not do anything super insulting and instead being really helpful. <laughs> and supportive. We can do this together, guys. Let's see how much I can make it about myself. Um, well, Teresa, I am super thrilled. Thank I know you. people are going to be super thrilled to hear it. Thank you. Um, we're going to talk a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm actually remarkably not going to spend any time on myself at the beginning of the show because I'm going to monopolize most of it in, the, in our discussion okay. today. Basically, what we're going to talk about today is no longer wanting to be president of all the stuff. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. So, Teresa... Yeah. I, I'm going to do a little lead-in yeah, to this discussion. Yeah. So let's all go back to some recent episodes uh-huh. where I was struggling. Yeah. Uh, really, sh- like, it was end of summer. It's like the last three weeks of summer. It had been a long summer. Uh, I basically had both kids uh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, really trying to balance, you know, the show and that. And then just all the basic stuff that has to happen in the house. And then Stefan went out of town for two weeks. And... You know, I just, 
Two weeks is a long time. It's a time. long time, guys, especially when you have, like, no school or camp to, like, break. And there's no, like, yeah. clear routine yes. to, like, get you through the day. Um, and Stefan comes back, and it's probably, like, three or four days after he's been back. And we've got coming up, <laughs> things coming up right after Stefan got back was uh, – I was in charge of the back to school, like big welcome event at our elementary school. Like I organize it where you have all the vendors come in to tell you about after school programs. And, you know, you're trying to make it a community vibe and like food trucks. And like, this is where you get your class assignments. And like this whole thing was going to be happening. And then two days later, we were having Katie Bell's birthday party at our house, which we decided to be like a late night movie night kind of thing. Anyway, so Stefan and I, I was like, Stefan, we've got a couple of minutes. Let's go outside and like walk the party let's like where are you going to set up the equipment for the movie and like all the stuff we get out there and he starts talking about the equipment yeah i'm just going to set it up here in the middle of the yard and you know it'll be all set up and i was like what like there's going to be like 30 kids here like at, in our backyard should it be in the in the middle it's not gonna be not, what he's like what <laughs> and i was like what do you mean what I mean, like, we've told people there's going to be, like, water balloons and stuff here. Like, how are you? And, like, he was like, we can't have water balloons around the thing. And I'm like, where are you? Where where are you involved in this party? Like, I, you know, and, like, yeah. we come in. Like, I was like, okay, fine. Well, maybe we'll move the water balloons to the front yard. We'll do the uh, – and we start making our way back in the house. And I'm, like, just – I keep saying things to him, like, I just need you to, like, get him. Involved with this. I feel like you're really not involved with this, and I feel like your head's not in the game. And this weekend, you know, I mean, this week coming up, I need you focused. I need to know that, like, Saturday when we're setting up, you're like in it, right? And he, he finally just says, I don't understand why you're snapping at me. I don't understand why you assume I'm not in it, that I'm not paying attention. And I, like, I just started to kind of lose it because it wasn't like just about the party, mm-hmm. but the only words that could come out of my mouth to like explain what I was trying to say. And it seems so absurd looking like as soon as they came out of my mouth, I was like, that is an absurd way to describe this. I was like, because I'm fucking president of this party. I'm like president of everything. I'm like president of this party. I am president of the laundry. I am president of the getting fish. The fi- I was like, <laughs> I'm president of the fucking possible pregnant. Fi- now yeah. I'm the fucking president of the fish. Yeah. I'm, pre- you know, president of Ellis's potty training right yeah. now. I'm president. And this is like all on top of the normal stuff that I'm president of. You right. know, like we got back to school. We've got like, I'm president of the dishwasher. I'm president of the laundry. I'm yep. president of making sure there's groceries in this house. Yep. I'm president of throwing away the groceries. Like, you know, it's like that to-do list, but like no longer does it feel like it's a to-do list. It yeah. feels like a million giant working jobs. Yeah. Yes. And I'm fucking president of it. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to be president of this. Yes. Right? Like, yes. you know, like it was just like so much stuff. Yeah. And I just like, like we stopped and I just was like, so I need you to be more involved in some of these other aspects. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to just be assumed that I'm taking care of this party. Yeah. Right. So I wanted well, to talk a little bit about like that because I think there's like two things happening with it. One is how do we become president of so many things sometimes? Mm -hmm. And then how does that affect the dynamics of our relationships? If we are, you know, in, you know, relationships in terms of raising our kids. Yeah. I think that like what this made me think about is, 
you know, it's not even like you're asking him to be more involved. Like, that's not specifically what right. it is. It's more just, like, fatigue about being the boss. Yeah. Like, it's like you want just some things. Like, and I feel this way a lot of times, too. Um, like, I just want somebody else to be the boss of what's happening, make the decisions, <laughs> and tell me what to do. And I'm happy to help. Right. But, like, I just don't want to be ultimately responsible all the time. Like, there's right. so many. I think, like, when you become a parent, there are just so many parts of our lives. Like, it's it's a little bit about, like, being an adult. But there are right. just so many parts of our lives. And I think it expands when you have kids and pets and businesses and, you know, stuff. Yeah. There's just so many areas where, like, the buck stops with you. Yeah. Like, that ultimately it's, like, up to you to make it make something happen in a particular way or not make it happen. Um, and if it doesn't happen, it, that's on you. Right. And, and I think that, like... There's there's like a dynamic in our relationships that a lot of us fall into that um Ali Wong, the comedian, yeah. who we still need to have on the show, I... she's amazing. Um, she has this like special out um that came out a, a little while ago. I think it was on Netflix. Um but she <laughs> she has this part in there that this totally makes me think of, which is a complete joke and kind of like a sideline thing, but she's she's like She's joking, but she's saying that, like, all women who wear glasses like being bossed around in the bedroom. <laughs> and, like, it's it's hilarious. It's, like, obviously a total joke. But, like, her point is that, like, we're just so used to being in control of, like, right. so many things that, like, there's, th- the, like, the, the hottest thing in the world is for somebody to else tell to tell us what to do. <laughs> like, it's so fucking sexy because, right. like, in every other realm of our lives... We're the boss. Well, I can like, give you a, a great example, a, an even less sexy but sexy yeah. example of that is yeah. when we went, when Stephanie and I went on our honeymoon, after, like, the wedding, I said, you're totally in charge of the honeymoon. To be uh-huh. honest, I just want to get on a plane. Yeah. And he did it. Nice. There was not That's a amazing. single thing yeah. I had to ask questions about. Yeah. Like, he had all these events planned for us. Yeah. There was also plenty of, like, hangout time. He had, like, mapped it out. Amazing. He, like, he had done everything oh, good and it's job, still Stephen. one of the hottest memories yeah. I have because yeah. it was it was just like so great to not be like well I don't know yeah. what's available to us yeah. on the side I don't know what do you want well, to do well it's the same as like date nights like yeah. on a smaller scale like nobody wants to get to the date night and have and like with Jesse and I like we try to like take turns right. like who's who's the boss tra- of it right. and like it's really nice it's a nice thing to do for your partner to be like you know what I got this I'm gonna figure it out Right. And you just get to come and enjoy. Like, it's such a delight for the person yes. who just gets all this stuff set up for them. Right. You know? but like So, but then, which is why birthdays are so important and why yeah. women, I think, in particular, always feel like, I'm going to have to plan it. Right. Or nothing's going exactly. to happen. It's not going to be the way. So, right. but, so here's two things okay. with that. Yeah. One... That's so great when partners do, because yeah. uh, this is not always just men, no, women. No, I mean, it's, no. whoever, it's a dynamic. It's a, it's dynamic. a common dynamic. Somewhere that one in your person, relationship, yeah. one person is president yes. of most of the stuff that's happening yeah. in the day-to-day lives of the family, yeah. while the other one is more president of a narrower purview yeah. of equally important, but it's a yeah. narrower purview, right, yeah. of stuff. Um, and so... There's the fatigue, mm-hmm. right? And and wanting that partner to not just step up on the fun things, yeah, but to step into some of the day-to-day like awfulness, right? Yeah. Like pre- like I texted Stefan and I was like, "Today you're going to have to be president of toilet paper." 
Right. Go get the toilet paper right. today during that. the work, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like the whole thing yeah. has become a joke for us yeah. on some level. Um, today you're going to be president of taking all the garbage out of the oh, house. Oh, I like right? that you guys made it into a joke. Yeah. See, you guys are awesome. Like, no, I just like that because that's like, it's such a good way to deal with like, just like a weird kind of fight. They, Not yeah. a real fight, but like just right. a kind of weird funk and yeah. like a stupid but actually really true thing that came out of your mouth. Right. And then like now you guys are like, Embracing, about uh, embracing it, and like, it, but actually working on. It. I mean, that's cool, right? Well, but the other side is the darker side of it. Is the can you let somebody when you've been president for so long? <laughs> can you truly let go? Mm. Which really oh. falls back on the president. You got to be yeah. the president of letting go. Well, there's a reason we ended up in this in the situation role. already. Right. Yeah, because I think the things that like lead into it are sometimes it's just easier. Yeah, just gotta do it. Yeah, right. Or, or sometimes uh, a partner's been really knee deep in school or work yeah. or something that has made yeah. the other person the primary president. Yeah. on a lot of stuff. Yeah, even if they didn't sign up to be the primary president, right. and then you fall into that funk of like, well, I'm already doing it. Right. Right. This is what we're used to, especially with little kids, because the little kids, kids get used to one person right. doing something, right? And then they're like, what? Exactly. Or even as the president, you're like, great, you're in charge of. I did it to yeah. Stefan like just last night. I was uh-huh. like. No, no. Uh, all right, Papa's gonna set up your bath. But in my brain, I was like, "We, I want these kids in bed. Like, er, like uh-huh. I need them in bed. I'm done with having people in my yeah. house. I'm ready yeah. for them to be in bed. Yeah. And I know that like me getting L, like, he would just be in the bath in like two minutes. He would oh, right. use the potty, been yeah. naked, get right, in the right, bath. Right. You got yep. the calves. Like we had this like weird, strange yeah. get in the bath routine. Yeah. And I hear Stefan going in. And he's like. La, like just going in a different direction, right. which would have been fine, guys. Yes. But I just you just wanted like, it over. I wanted it yeah. over. Yeah, that's you know that's really it. Yeah, it's actually of no insult, though no. it's totally insulting. Yeah, but in my brain, I'm like, let me just get him in the tub. Yeah, right. Like, let me yeah. just cook this chicken. Right. I know how to cook it. Right. right? Like, yeah, I can get these. Let me just pack the car. Yeah, I can get all the things in the car. Right. Yeah. Like, so there's that crazy. Yeah, I literally like f- I jump in the way and yeah. feed the dogs. Yeah. Because I just have like a system for a system. feeding the dogs. Not the same. So that he can do it. Yes. It doesn't make a fucking difference. difference. It's just I just want it done and I know how I do it and I just do it. So what the hell? We're horrible presidents. Yeah, we're a mess. We're a mess. So we then- need to delegate. But the thing is, if we're delegating, you're still being the president. Like I'm still the one thinking of it. Right. That it needs to happen. I'm in charge of thinking yes, of it. That's and then an I'm telling part. somebody to do it. And like, yes, he'll totally do it. You know but what you I mean? Still have but to I take still the had time to, yeah. to even and the let that space. person know yeah. that those things have to be done. Yeah. Right? It's a lot of brain energy, one way or the other. And it's exhausting. And it it, it, it is exhausting. So yeah. okay, let's take a moment to talk about how exhausting it is. Oh and poor, poor us. us. It is the oh, worst. Oh. Our lives are so hard. Oh, <laughs> I ruined my life. Okay. But but I do think that this is, like, one of the destroying factors of, like, friendships everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. Because, like, I, I feel like when we've had people come on yeah. and talk to us about relationships after kids and we've talked about it, I think, like, a, a common thread is that moment where you stop being, like, a friend. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes you're living kind of separate lives. But, mm-hmm. like, when you lose that, like, oh, I didn't marry a jerk mm-hmm. uh, or... It's hard to remember like, I this. Like this I person. like this person. Yeah. That can get really screwed up with this because being president can allow, can make yourself into somebody resentful or, or martyr on some level. Mm-hmm. And I do think 
there's some truth to having to be president of letting it go some, you Mm -hmm. know, because I think a lot of partners are super happy to step in and help. But if you keep shutting them down from helping, they're going to stop asking to help right like that is a fact we do that with our kids you know like you raise a kid who doesn't know how to cook it's because you keep saying no i've got it i'll do it right so that happens to adults yeah uh and then there's also the like new mom new dad syndrome where like suddenly the dad takes the kid out you're doing it wrong ah Mm -hmm. you forgot his hat yeah right like heaven forbid right the partner can't learn their own system or or come up with it because you don't let them and i think that's like a real place that whoever is the primary president uh, can fall into. And I see this coming from both genders. So this is a total gender-free thing. This is yeah. a whoever is primarily doing this um, can get stuck in what I think is a real dangerous rut. Completely. So how do, we, how do we let other people take on the roles of being president without screwing it up? Well, I don't know. I really think that you guys are onto something with you being like, all right, you're president of XYZ today. Um, I know that that's like still in a way you being president of it because you're delegating it to him. But I mean, if it's already been something that's like in your wheelhouse and then you're passing it off, I mean, there's no other way to do it. Like it's not... Like you we know, can't change the way our lifestyle no, set at this moment. No, and like I you, am president of potty training. Yeah, and it's really, it's really like, um, it's really. I feel like it's like setting us up for failure to just expect the partner who wasn't president of something to just think of something they're going to help out right, more trim. with and jump in and pick that thing and do it. Because, like, watch us be like, what are you doing? That's not the right way. Or that's not. I had that. Or I right. got. I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just has to be. Something that we communicate about, right? right? And, like, decide this is actually going to be something you're in charge of. And, like, maybe that means for the first few weeks we're still kind of making sure it's getting done because that seems normal if, like, it's a new thing. It's different and, like, it's going to be hard to remember maybe for the first few weeks. I don't know. I think that that's – I I don't think there's, like, a quick fix for this. No, you're right. it's, like, a major – it's a major adjustment in how <laughs> what your expectations are. I think it's just being mindful of our expectations. Yeah. And I think I think it's for me, I have to watch myself when I feel the resentment or the martyrdom like coming up. Yeah. I have to decide how am I best gonna like get that in yeah. check. Like yeah. is it sitting down and having the same discussion that Stephanie and I have every six months of like I need more help and this is yeah. how I need it or just venting. I swear, as soon as I got through ranting about being president, like my whole attitude changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I think it's being mindful as we rant to also yeah. be respectful. Like yeah. I always try and like follow it up with and I know you've got these things. Yeah. Like I really am trying to be understanding, but I really have to get this out, you yeah. know, and it always makes me feel better. Yeah. Um and it's also like it's checking ourselves too to see like is this reasonable what right. I'm resentful about right now? Because I know there's times where like, yeah, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm the boss of this or I'm the only one thinking of this or X, Y, Z. And then if I go like, OK, but like that's not any like that's not anything like intentional. Right. And, like he's got X, Y, Z on his plate that I don't have to be. In right. Of. You know exactly. what I mean? And so like, do I really want to like switch it up like is this really that bad yeah you know what i mean and yeah. sometimes i'm like actually this is fine i can ask i can be in charge of asking about this or in charge of like delegating right ex- you know and like yeah i think 
I like think, some of it is just being grown ups. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's not going to be. Oh, we be... have kids. We have to actually yeah, do these things. Exactly. Somebody has to do it. You yeah, know, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think you know. I think there's long term things you want to be mindful of. Like I, I want to be mindful that I don't like wake up ten years from now and like I've put myself into a position where we. I never ask for help oh, yeah. and they never offer help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you don't want to like, yeah. unless you're really into that. Some people may be really into that. Yeah. Some people true. love being the boss all the time. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's just being mindful and like taking the time. I mean, I guess it goes back to showing why self care is so important and yeah. like communication is really important. And uh, yeah. And humor yes. is really important. Yes. Um, anyway, I don't know. Maybe I just need to rant a little more about it. Uh, and it's good to hear that you also find yourself in situations where you are president of stuff that you may not want to be president <laughs> sure. of. Yeah. And maybe it's just all about being tired yeah. of being president sometimes. Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in live culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Night-night. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So the other night, Jesse and I went out. We had a babysitter. We came home. The kids were already asleep. Um, I went in to, like, kiss my little angels, and (laughs) I smelled poop in the room. And I was like, oh, fuck. Why is there a poop smell in here? And I traced the smell to Oscar's diaper. Okay. So he was asleep with poop in his diaper. Sure. At like, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something. Okay. And I stood there like, Do you do it? What do do I do? do? What do I do? You know, like. He's he is sleeping, but with poop in his diaper, a number one, he's totally gonna get a rash. Yep. And secondly, he's gonna wake up sometime between now and morning, yep. like yeah. screaming and upset about this. So I just decided I'm awake now. I'd rather try to deal with drama now yeah. while I'm like already awake than like deal with something in the middle of the night, yeah. including a rashy butt. So I just went for it yeah. and he stayed asleep the whole time. Nice. I changed his whole diaper. Wow. And got him back in his jammies and he stayed asleep and just wow. slept through the night until the morning. Amazing. It was crazy. That's crazy. But I felt like a 
fucking champion. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Uh, I have really worked hard to adjust my attitude with Katie Bell. And I feel like I've been really, I've had a good like week of uh, my tone and not snapping and really trying to like be supportive and not letting like when she gets frustrated, anger me, you know, like a lot of times, like if she gets mad, I'll just be like, go to your room, you know, but instead like really stopping and being like, okay, let's work this out and like talking it out. And I just, just not snapping at her about everything. I just feel like, like I was just like, again, I was just had been in this really like hard place with both kids. Um, And I just feel like I have adjusted my attitude and I feel like a better mother Good job. That's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'll give it a week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Biz and Teresa. I am calling with a genius. So my son has this rare blood disorder and has to take tons of medicine. And every time I take him to the doctor, um, I have to bring this list of medicine with me. And I always forget one or I forget the dose on one of them. So this time, before I took him to the doctor, I got out all of his prescriptions and took a picture with my phone of every single one of them, and I got them all written down. I knew all of their doses, and it was genius. Anyway, love the show. You guys are doing a great job. Bye. I love the using job. the phone. Do you know, like it's so smart. Yeah. So all those medicines. Yeah. It would make sense for me to do that with like the one medicine. I know. I have. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like I always forget some vital yeah. information about anything in right. my life. Yeah. I should be taking pictures of everything. Good job, good mom. Job. That's so good. Yeah. Really smart. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So we had gone away um, for a few days uh, last month and we got back and, you know, immediately got right back into preschool and work and just craziness. And my house is a mess. My house is still kind of a mess, but it was a total mess. And like, I just hadn't unpacked for like days and just (laughs) days and days. Like my suitcase was just sitting Sitting there. there. (laughs) Um, and like it was open and there were like a few cause I would like go in and grab something I needed or whatever. And like the right. kids stuff too. And so then finally, like it must've been like 10 days later or two weeks later that I like finally got around to yeah. actually unpacking. And what happened was my dogs, they're really scared of the suitcases cause the suitcases mean that we're going away. And so, so they, they had gotten so used to seeing them sitting there. So then when I pulled them, like, up on my bed to, like, really unpack, right. the dogs totally freaked Freak out because they had, like, oh. forgot. Like, I missed my window yeah. of, like, unpacking and getting the suitcases out of there. <laughs> and, like, by then, the dogs just got re-traumatized oh, yeah. thinking, like, we must be about to go away again and, like, started acting crazy. Oh, and, my like, God. Oh, my I God. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Next time I really need to, like, immediately pack when we get home. Oh, puppies. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, I've been busy, mm-hmm. back to school fair, daughter's birthday, and, like, also plumbing, having plumbing, plumbing problems issues. fixed, having the air conditioning condensation yep. pipe fixed, getting yep. the rest of our fence put up, 
all writing meetings, show recording, <laughs> president of potty training. We've just decided the fish maybe isn't pregnant. It's just going to be a weird Yay. slow death. Or maybe it's pregnant. Oh, we still, okay. don't know. still don't know. Uh, all of these things are happening. And then, like, yesterday, it's Sunday, Katie Bell goes back to school on Monday, today. Uh, but, like, Sunday morning, like, we're sitting there. It's, like, 9 o'clock, and I'm like... All right, I'm going to take her to karate, and we got to go to the grocery store, and she's got school tomorrow, and oh, we haven't gotten any school supplies for Katie Bell. Oh. Like, we haven't done any of her back-to-school, like, for her. Yeah. I've taken care of the whole school. Right. <laughs> I've done nothing. Yeah. For my child, yep. for going back to school. So, like, yesterday was this, like, mad dash of, like, gotta get a pencil. Gotta, yeah. uh, gotta get all and surely stuff. there was no one else there. Oh, yeah. The and, of course, it's not thing. like yeah. anybody uses any of this shit the first week of school. Right, right. Thank true. you, experience. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but it just but felt just like... But su- just, like, Sunday afternoon, that's, like, not where you want to be. That's like, not where you want to be. Know? I just Especially, like, coming off of, like, a rager in our backyard yeah, no. that night, the night before. Yeah, it just wasn't... I didn't feel yeah. like I was on... Honoring my daughter going into second grade. First <laughs> it wasn't day of festive. School. Yeah, it wasn't very ceremonious. I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. This is a fail. My kids love to eat blueberries, and sometimes we let them eat too many blueberries. Today, when I was changing my son's diaper, lots of blueberries. He's big enough to stand up, so he kind of stands up as we change him. He kind of like bends over. He's on bed at daycare. So I couldn't really see what he was doing, and when I was done changing his diaper, full of blueberries, he stood up, he was making a funny face because he had recognized the blueberries you know in coming. his poop and continued to, I think, hopefully just eaten one blueberry, but he definitely ate at least one blueberry from his own poop. <laughs> yep, that's it. God. Thank you. Wow. So, like, everybody, Teresa's shaking her head. I'm shaking yeah. my head. And it's not like a shake of shame. It's just no. that shake of, like, oh, we don't, know it's got to. Yeah. Don't, don't say it. it. Don't, don't go in the house. No. Don't go in the house. Don't open the closet. Oh, yeah. I've definitely, that, when I said at the beginning of the show that I wasn't feeling very anxious, oh, how many that's all changed now. Horrible things. <laughs> Can I put Teresa in by playing the most oh. disgusting? I'm just you know going to immediately put that out of my mind. Please try. But you know what? Here's the thing, guys. This isn't our first somebody ate something that was in the poop call. Nope. And it won't be our last. True. That's, that's our, the hallmark of one bed mother. <laughs> Should be our new motto. Somebody's probably eating a poop today, or bathed in poop today, or had poop on them all day long. Just making you feel better. Um, I'm totally tuning you out. Right right. I'm just smiling, <laughs> fingers in my ears. She's just starting the volume down. Yeah. Well, uh, good job for feeding your child a superfood. Oh my god. Bad job for I don't know feeding, letting your child continue to eat superfood in its most natural of states. Oh god. <laughs> Parenting is the worst. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week, we are calling Angela Arsenault, who is the features editor at Parent.co, a digital publication about parenthood. 
Her journalism career includes writing for The Week magazine, as well as working as a freelance journalist for The New York Post, Gotham, Los Angeles Confidential, New You, and Kids VT. She has written an online column called Miss Monogamy for BlissTree.com and contributed to their sister site, Mommyish. Um, we are so excited to have her on because she recently wrote a four-part series for Parent.co about teens and sex in the digital age. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Everybody buckle in. <laughs> Welcome, Angela. Thank you. I'm so happy to be speaking with you. Well, we are excited to have you here and uh, pretend like we're not super terrified about the conversation we're about to have. Um, <laughs> before we start that, though, can we? Sorry, what, can we yeah. just say we're not going to have this conversation to make people afraid that is of correct. stuff? Right? We're not. Let's start with that. Okay, that's. A, Actually, I feel like that's a good place to start because when you hear like teens and sex, right? And, like, yes. uh, internet. It's scary, and, it and is. we don't want anybody to be scared and we don't want to be scared we don't want to be scared we're the not going to be scared is to not be that's scared. right and like what stuff yes, we can I, do right I, I can i can um i can sign on to that 100%. great yes let's that was, that was um actually part of my motivation um for writing the series so we are all on the same page with this all awesome. right i'm gonna put aside <laughs> my hilarious attempts at trying to like make everybody feel better by actually terrifying them <laughs> and, and assuming that all people start from a place of fear like I do every morning when I wake up. So fair enough. Thank you, Teresa, for not being me. Um, so before we get into all this, let's uh, start with what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Living in my house, we have me, obviously, my husband, Ryan, who's a musician, and our two kids, um, we have an eight-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. Excellent. That sounds that's everyone. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like that's still that's plenty. That's more than enough. <laughs> just enough. <laughs> just enough. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Parent.co? This is a fairly new publication online, correct? It is. We are, I should say, a fairly new publication, um, and one that uh, we. One of the things that we kind of shoot for and pride ourselves on is um, being open to publishing stories and uh, talking about subjects that other parenting sites might not, this, you know, topic being one of them, and uh, and also just being really relatable, really uh, accepting, and we we love humor, but we avoid snark. So try, kind of trying to walk that line of like, I like to think of it like when I'm choosing pieces to, to you know, publish on the site, I like I think about my friends and what do I think they would be interested to read. And um, sometimes, you know, what do I know a lot of my friends talk about, but don't feel comfortable talking about how can I make, how can we try to make people feel more comfortable talking about things? Right. Without actually terrifying people because I do think I mean that whole thing that we were sort of joking around at the beginning with I think I fall into that natural habit of like trying to say guys let's don't freak out don't scare me and let's not freak ourselves out because <laughs> that is like really so much of what we get I mean not just about parenting but about everything I mean like your local oh, news yeah. does not say great things are coming up in the 10 o'clock news it is all about something terrifying everybody's been kidnapped everybody you know <laughs> is uh, you know, horrible things are happening online to everybody. And, you know, it just, it, it's, it's how, I guess, people feel it will get you to watch. But we talk so much yep. on the show about 
how bad it also makes us feel. And so I, you know, like I won't ever click on anything that says 25 things you're doing wrong, right, as a parent, Mm -hmm. because even if the outcome of that is to make me feel better, you've already started not making me feel good. You've already accused me of something in the beginning. And so I do think there's like this natural sense of fear about talking about the more difficult we we seem to make it difficult to even talk about it before we tackle the difficult conversation um right so i so let's let's get into the the piece that you that you wrote uh dealing with teens and uh, and sex and the digital age and what i'd like to kind of start with is is, you know, I guess we need sort of a crash course. I mean, Teresa and I both have really young kids. Uh, We're not there yet. And of course, Mm -hmm. whatever's waiting for us six, seven years from now will be different. If not, you know, even though there's a, I think, a sense of sameness that runs for teenagers everywhere in Mm -hmm. throughout history, uh, sex, fun, want to learn about sex, right? Like, that, that's never changed, right? Like, um, uh, and parents being like, ah, don't have sex, right? <laughs> Universal throughout history, not just, but like where they're getting information and, and, and where uh, things can happen to them and, you know, online uh, is, is relatively new. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about why you wanted to write the article and sort of the, the crash course in, in what's facing what we're dealing with, what we need to know about. Sure. Yeah. And I want to say, like, the good news is what you just said is so true, that these issues at the core of all of this is a thing that's been happening since time began. <laughs> you know, like, puberty has always happened. That coming of age thing has always happened, will always happen. And, um, I think that's actually great news because that means that we've been through it. We parents have been through it and we don't have to be so scared of our kids going through it. You know, I guess even almost um, regardless of what your personal experience was, consider your starting point that you have knowledge. You already have more knowledge than you think you do because you've gone through this. Right. So, I think that can be helpful and somehow we, we almost forget, like, what is it going to be like? What is it, what's going to happen to them? You know, because we think, I don't know what's happening online. I don't know. I don't know what it's like these days, but to my mind, you do know because you know what it's like to be a kid and to, you know, to be a teenager turning into a young adult. And so you've got a very um, good foundation. You just have to recognize that you do. (laughs) Um, And then as far as like the, social media landscape, the way it is today will be different from the way it is in a month or a year. Um, So I even encourage parents, you know, educate yourself about what sort of apps are available to your kids and to whatever extent you feel you need in order to feel like you have just enough information to talk to your kids about it. You know, even even if that means saying to your kids, I've heard of X, Y, and Z. I'm sure there are other messaging apps or other things that, you know, you know about that I don't know about. But um, can we just talk about how you interact on, on those apps and what you actually use them for? But you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to, like, keep up with it all. Also, don't come into a conversation with your teen saying, like, 
so I'm on Facebook. I know all about Facebook, you know, and, and assuming that the apps that you're using are the apps that they're using because they're not. Right, right. Well, what are what are kids doing these days? Because back when, and this was part of your article, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Back when I was in, like, high school, we passed notes. There were, mm-hmm. there was, like, you know, a thing called, like, slam books where you'd write somebody's name on yeah. the top. And everybody passed it around and be like, she's cute, 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 bitch. And you'd be like, how did this person go from, like, why are there 16 cutes and then slut written down? I mean, you know, like, it was so weird. But, like, those got passed around and, like, you know, I remember I still have, like, a total picture that a girl gave me of her brother, her brother, you know, putting on pants. So I was like, oh, it's her brother's penis. You know what I mean? Like, we were like probably 12 or 13, right? And she like gave it to me in this envelope. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, oh, that's what a penis looks like. So, uh, you know, I, I got to assume this is still basically what's happening, but just in a more public way. Like, what are, how are the kids having fun these days, Angela? How are the kids having a good time? You know, it is, it's, it's all the same stuff in a digital world. And so, yeah, there, there's a photo, except now instead of being printed out and put in an envelope, it's just on your phone, on someone's phone, which means it can easily be passed to another phone and another God, phone and another, you know, like that's the kind of the potential reach, if you will, of, um, sexual material. Right. <laughs> want to talk about it that way. Of course is now compared to when we were growing up it's it's almost difficult to comprehend and because again coming back to the the scary business like that's if it's your kid it's your daughter's body you know right. god the last thing you want to imagine is like that being spread you know to hundreds of people in a matter of seconds right um and i think on the it's also always important in having this conversation to imagine not, to not only think of your child as a potential victim, but as a potential perpetrator, right. you know, imagine to have your, what if your child shared that image? Every parent also needs to be teaching their kids not to do that. This is what I think I have, like I struggle with the most when I think about this for, for my kids is that, you know, we all make mistakes as kids. It's like it is inherently if you're if you are not making a mistake as a child or as a teenager, then there's something probably really wrong with you. <laughs> right? Like yeah. we make horrible choices. And like I think about passing that like a picture around, right? And like it mm-hmm. and it stops fairly quickly. Like if you like in in the old handwritten note days, Polaroid picture kind of thing, if it gets around, usually you can stop it before 500 people have it, right? And yeah, yeah. and if your child is the perpetrator of sending it around, I think about like the guilt, like when they understand what they've done, if they're not inherently a malicious kid and they just make the mistake of sending it to one person, you know, uh, they can't control what the next person does. And I really, I feel like what's the hardest thing is just the guilt that I have to now help my child get through and understanding what's happened as well as the guilt or or the the shame that uh, my child would feel if their picture was the one that was being sent around. Just sort of this emotional thing that now seems so much bigger because it's so much more public. It's not between yeah. you, the principal, and, like, two kids. 
I've, my focus just feels like, oh, you know, you made this stupid mistake, and now you're on a watch list. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like that yeah. happens, right? Like some of these things are considered actual crimes when things get sent around, and I'm not sure oh, yeah. that yeah. we are we think about it in that way because just as my natural instinct is to like my poor baby, whichever side of the coin they're on, perpetrator or victim. It's hard for me to then also be armed with the information that I really need. Like, how does this affect either child's life for the rest of their lives? Like, is this going mm-hmm. on a... Yeah. So, you know, how do we as parents understand that landscape of responsibility in, in helping our kids? Well, I think what I learned in, um, you know, in doing the research for this series, one, I, it was really... I started out in a very different place than where I ended up as far as my view of like how you should talk to your kids about sexting and why they sext and what should be done about it. Um, because I realized trying to convince a teenager of, um, you know, the long-term implications <laughs> of their decision <laughs> making, you know, I mean, yeah. Are you going to tell me it doesn't already. matter? <laughs> you're going to tell me they're maybe not Dad. listening? <laughs> Bad reality is their, you know, their brains are actually not yet uh, developed in such a way that they can effectively process that information. So, God, I don't want teenagers. I know it's painful. You can say it, and you want to say it because it's like, well, isn't this the most potent thing? This I'm going to tell you this little nugget of information, and that's going to affect. That's going to be the thing that makes you realize how foolish this would be. Right. But it's actually not going to work. So, in my thinking and in my research, I was like, wait a minute. I see now. Like you have to back it way up to like you know talking to your kids now, talking to my kids now, my eight year old and my six year old about decision making. And about respect, respecting themselves, respecting other people. In that way, again, to me, it was empowering because I don't have to deal specifically with these hypothetical situations. I can, I can teach them about these, these broader, more, uh, you know, lifelong, talk about long term, you know, these are the things that we want to instill in them to set them up for the long term. So it kind of actually gave me a a sense of peace in a a way to realize like, oh, so really in order to hopefully avoid major problems with cyberbullying or sexting or, you know, whatever it will be when my kids are teenagers, I can start talking to them now about fundamentals. Yeah. And that's going to impact the decisions they make then and when they're teenagers to still be having the conversation, to start the conversation when they're young and to continue it so that there's always an open door. There's always an understanding that you are willing to listen. And, you know, I think you mentioned earlier, like a lot of parents themselves are uncomfortable talking about sex and, you know, certainly talking about the notion of their kids and sexuality can be really uncomfortable. So you have to do the work yourself to get to a place where you are are comfortable talking about it. And it's going to be the thing that gets you there, of course, will be different for every person and depends so much on your, your own personal experience with maybe, you know, your experience of puberty or your, whatever, how your parents talked to you or what religion you were raised, you know, with it's all kinds of things, but identify it for yourself. Cause this is really important. Well, I think <laughs> we've, we've, to, 
Yeah, we've we've had we've we've talked in the past about like this is a ongoing long conversation that starts as soon as people are like, "What is that?" Well, your baby's like, "What is that?" It's a penis. Oh, okay, great. You know, yeah. like that's a like well, you've got to get used to like saying stuff. And I feel like we had somebody on who was like, "Write down, write down what you want to talk about, like to yourself first, and it like helps you get it in your mind." But I think one of the things you're talking about, which is really helpful, is it doesn't. All the conversations that you start having don't have to be specifically about sex. They can be about respect. They can be about Mm -hmm. reminding your children that they can come to you. But your piece, you talked a lot about um, things that we like good ways that we can like talk to our kids. And I'd love for us to talk a little bit about that. Like there are Mm -hmm. uh, positive things to say to our boys and to our girls that that sort of help build this as they grow up. Um, and, And just good questions to have in our conversations. Can you share some of those? One of the things that, one of the statistics that got me immediately grabbed me was like just realizing how many, like the percentage of sexually explicit images, you know, or whatever the broad term is that they use in this study that, um, you know, that are sent through coercion. And I think it was actually a a quote from, was it Nancy Jo Sales? I hope my memory is serving me right now, who wrote American Girls back in like February. And there was a quote from a, a girl who's reading, I think a 13-year-old girl reading her text messages, and there's just a boy who says, send nudes. That's right. 13. And I was like, who are these boys who think it's okay to do that? And it got me really worked up in thinking about, like, <laughs> where have we gone wrong? My God, you know, how many how many places have we gone wrong? And so then I wanted to identify some of the things that uh, that parents do, may even do unconsciously, that support the notion of, you know, boys or males, men as aggressors and, you know, the strong, like, kind of emotionless uh, beings, the ways that we discourage them from showing emotion. And so anyway, I I was thinking about all of those things when I wrote kind of this short list of items of things that we say either say explicitly or, um, you know, messages we deliver in subtle ways over and over and over again, um, along with, like, an antidote to that. Um, so, I get, for instance, the, you know, boys are generally taught to, I, I hate the phrase, act like a man or be a man. Right. You know, or even when my, my mom, one of the most, like, well-intentioned, like, sweet, loving women in the world, will come over and, you know, playing with my six-year-old will be like, Oh, Dashiell, you're such a boy. That's such a boy thing to do, you know? And I'm like, Minna, don't do that. <laughs> and it's like, how about if we say, you know, when he's loving, say, oh, you're such a boy. This is, or you're, this is a wonderful thing to do, you know, and to even get gender out of it and just encourage from a very young age, encourage tenderness, encourage caring, you know, and especially encourage friendship. That was one thing I found so interesting. Um, that a researcher, sociologist, um, Amy Shallot, found that boys of all ages, um, especially teen boys, really crave intimate friendships with other boys, but they've been given all these signifiers, you know, and cultural code that their, their sexuality will be questioned. Or if they do have a close friendship with boys, it's usually like um, activity-based versus like 
sitting down and talking, <laughs> which is what girls do from a very young age. It's an interesting thing to consider because, sure, there are gender, maybe gender differences, but then it's it, you, you have to look at what we encourage. So, yeah, like just teaching boys that it's not just okay to have to be emotional, but it's actually great, and it will make you a better partner. And it's it will so, make for it will make for better intimacy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I almost feel yeah. like, hey, if you want to have great sex, <laughs> right. Right. these Absolutely. things will actually help you when you are ready to have great sex. Have great exactly. sex. Uh, what, ab- exa- yeah. what about girls? I mean, like, what are some things we can do to help our daughters be better at uh, making good choices and and all that? Well, one of the things that I was that sort of makes me the most sad when I think about being a teenager and um, what that was like for me and and what I, you know, the kind of what I think it might be like for my daughter, even just being a girl, is that I wish that I had been taught the real value and beauty of female friendships at a much younger age. I realized it when I was like kind of just getting out of college, I think. And a lot of high school for me was... uh, I thought that I just wanted to be friends with boys because that made me feel good. Right. You know, and I don't know, maybe that's a, I I just would have, (laughs) I I would love to teach my daughter um, the value of female friendships and female closeness because so much of the slut shaming and bullying that happens online is girls against, other girls. Well, that's right. Well, Probably we've got for... to reflect that in how we behave. I mean, it happens as adults. You know, that's the whole, yeah. you know, uh, mom versus mom, you know, mom wars, yeah. all that stuff. And we, yeah. it comes out everywhere just as we, you know, continue to tell our sons that, you know, to be a man and that emotions are bad. We give example after example to our, you know, girls that they, there's competition, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's more power in, I mean, you cannot turn on a reality television set where the person who's winning isn't being awful to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like so, yep. it's everywhere. Um, and here's the thing is, that's probably never going to change. You know what I mean? Like, the like no one's mm-hmm. going to change how we see the news. No one's going to change what's popular on television. No one's going to change the music and all that. You can talk to your daughter about why that's not, why that's not something you want her to be watching. You know, and again, I'm talking about an eight-year-old or seven-year-old, but if you start then... And even if you, you miss that boat and she's 14 and you can say, hey, you know, I I wish that when I was younger, someone had told me blah, blah, blah. And sometimes kids don't like to hear that kind of thing. But I also believe that if you deliver a message sincerely to your child and they can see, like, let yourself be vulnerable, you know, show yourself to them. It's going to get in. Well, I mean, just because your kid doesn't want to hear it doesn't mean you're not supposed to say it over and over. My kid doesn't want to hear me tell them to say they're sorry. You know what I mean? Or like, it's time to go to the potty. But it's still my job to say it over and over again until they get it. Uh, All right. One last thing before we go. And that is the Internet is not uh, just a horrible wasteland of scary things. There are some really good Mm -hmm. websites and apps out there that if our kids do not you know, are that kids can use to get some real help. Can you share yeah. some of those with us? And then we'll, of course, link people up to them. Yeah. So one of my favorite that I found um, is the Crisis Text Line. What I, I spoke to the founder of the Crisis Text Line, and 
what she said to me was that they find one of their busiest times, it's for anyone, you know, it's not just for teens, um, of course, anyone can, can text and receive actual help from an actual person um, via text. And she pointed out that um, one of their busiest times of the day is during, like, middle school lunch period <laughs> because wow. kids, their thinking is that kids can be on their phone, which, you know, sadly, I guess everyone is <laughs> in the middle school lunchroom. And the assumption from everyone around them is that they're just texting someone, you know, their friends or right. whatever. But they can actually be reaching out for help in that moment. And that seemed really powerful to me. It seems like a really accessible, um, safe feeling way to get help. You know, granted, it's for like some, some probably some more acute um, circumstances. But, you know, what if someone, what if you get, you're 13 and you get that text, that text from a popular boy that says, send nudes and you don't know what to do. Right. And you don't know who to ask. This is one valuable resource. I think you can just literally send a text to the crisis text line and someone can help you. The same for this app called Juicebox, um, which is a really cool app that talks about, um, that delivers sex education, really, in an <laughs> app that is not a porn site, <laughs> which is a place that a lot of people, a lot of young people go for what they think is sex education because they don't feel like their parents are talking about it, honestly, or, you know, sex, their sex ed class in school is a joke. And they're like, I have to see how this is done. I don't know what to do, you know? So they go right. to a porn site, which is like the last place you want them getting their information about sex or sexuality. So Juicebox, uh, Juicebox app is a really good place for conversational, uh, very approachable um, information, I think. And then another great one for parents is this website called Advocates for Youth. As questions came up for me while I was doing the research for this series, I would Google something and inevitably one of my favorite answers or one of my favorite resources would come from Advocates for Youth. It feels very um, non-judgmental, very understanding of where parents are and, and even understanding of the discomfort that may arise for parents. So I think this is a great a great resource for people who need a starting point maybe to have this conversation, you know, to talk about sex right. and sexuality and, and social media and to, just kind of all of it. Um, you might, you might find what you're looking for there as far as like, uh, where do I even start? <laughs> no, that's incredible. That, that is incredibly helpful. And I, I think that that can make, Everybody feel it makes me feel better to know that there are resources that I can either you know guide somebody to to use uh, with mm -hmm. teens or that I myself can go and start getting help uh, now in terms of ideas on how to talk to my kids. Um, Angela, we're gonna link everybody up to your series at Parent.co as well as some of these uh, websites that you've talked about, and I, we really appreciate you coming on to talk about it with us today. Oh, great! I'm so happy to, to have the opportunity to talk about it. But I got really passionate about it as I was writing the series and just felt like, you know, sometimes as a writer, you find those things that you're like, ah, how can I get everyone to hear this? Like, <laughs> everyone know that we're all going to be okay. That was kind of what I walked away with. Like, we're all going to be okay. Oh, no, thank God. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
Outstanding comedy series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thruple, Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family. In our stupid universe, you can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. Well, I I thought that was great. Yeah. I feel it's like... good to have some resources, a place yeah. to start. Some, especially coming into this, you know, with no experience with it right. yet, I feel like, okay, I have a little more awareness of... What's what, coming. Yeah, and what to have an eye out for. Yeah, it's not just passing to... notes anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like much more, it's a much larger thing. And you know what? It's okay, and we're going to survive it, and there is help out there for us uh, when we need it. Yes. And as always, it is good to keep talking about it. Yes. You know what's also good to keep talking about? A mom having a breakdown. Yes. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is Teresa. Um, I, I have a rant. Um, I, I really need people in general, but... Um, it's mostly my mother-in-law, um, to stop buying my daughter shitty things. And I don't mean, like, stop buying my daughter things. <laughs> I mean, stop buying, like, shitty versions of things. <laughs> um, she, she, my mother-in-law specifically often, like, I don't know, she just runs through Target and, like, grabs things off the shelves or, like, what's going on. But we end up with, like, double the things we already have. And they're not good quality doubles of things we already have. Um, and we end up with a lot of, like, shitty pieces of plastic toys that are, like, $2 <laughs> that I would rather she save her $2 twice a week or whatever it is and buy my daughter, like, one fabulous thing at the end of the month. Um, my husband and I, the way that our house is currently set up, do not have a ton of space in the space that she plays in. And so we would rather have, like, good toys that are going to last a while and that are going to keep her attention. Like, I can't even tell you, even at 10 months, how much we love the wooden blocks that we have. But I don't need the $2 shitty piece of plastic toy taking up space, especially when I know that as our daughter gets older, she's only 10 months right now, you know, we're going to end up with all the toys from all of the fast food places because she's going to get the kids meal and we're going to end up with 19000 little pieces of shitty plastic. I don't need people buying my daughter shitty pieces of plastic. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for the show, guys. (laughs) At 10 months and she's already lost her mind with the tiny pieces of plastic. Yeah. You're right. Your house is going to be a, is, is, and forever shall be a wasteland 
of garbage. Start throwing things away. Start throwing things away. <laughs> the only answer. It's really hard. Here's the thing, but it really is hard. People give you stuff, and I when know. it comes from like a relative, I know. there's the added guilt of I can't throw it away. I know. Right? Because they're gonna come over and be like, "Where's that shitty piece of plastic that I got? I your know. daughter? That, you know? Like I know. where? I demand to see the shitty piece of plastic. <laughs> right? Like it. It does. Like your house gets full so fast. I know. And like there is a weird guilt about it. I don't know. Get a box. Put them, like, in a box and then slowly, you know, bust them out. It's like holiday decorations. Oh, the mother-in-law's coming. Pull out the <laughs> shitty the shitty pieces of plastic. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah. a real thing. And whether it's, like, an in-law or whether it's, like, around birthday parties yeah. or just leaving the house, your child yeah. always seems to come home with something. You yeah. know, Katie Bell and I used to go to flea markets, mm-hmm. and everybody would be like, she's so cute. Here's some of our garbage we know no one's going to buy at our yeah. flea market. And she would come home with... It's junk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, yeah. It's just the worst. It is. It is the worst. And we are all there with you. Yep. Teresa. Yes. We learned a lot today. Mm-hmm. What did we learn today? We learned that Teresa is pregnant. And this is going to make it about herself. <laughs> Yay! We're so excited. I'm so excited about <laughs> this baby. I'm so excited about ba- Thorn with the Bangs. Yep. That's what I'm calling the kid. Um, also, we learned that... Being the boss is not always fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No fixing it. With great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> no, I guess I guess what we learned is just that, look, this is how responsibility gets divided up sometimes. Yeah. And the person who's in charge of feeling good or bad about it, sadly, is you. <laughs> so what are we going to do about it? I don't know. Somebody give us some ideas. Um, we also learned that Teens are teens. They're going to be interested in the sex, guys. There's no changing that. No. Um, So don't try. Just try to start from an early age talking to them about it and making it seem normal and making it seem okay. Because if they think it's weird, then they're going to go do weird stuff with it. That is just logical. This way, if they go do weird stuff with it, they have a better understanding about it. You know what I mean? Or maybe just, I think, Teresa, you had said once, I'm just going to start putting, you know, I'm going to tell my kid if I can, if you write, it down, and you're okay with it being on our fridge and on your bathroom door. You and said in, that. Oh, did that I was say your that? Idea. So, like, you know, if yeah. you're okay with a whole week of yeah. everybody in this family seeing what you want to write, yeah. then go ahead and put it online. Yeah. If you post a new picture of yourself, now it's going to be. If you post a new picture of yourself, I'm going to post a new picture of myself on all your phone, and I'm going to oh. send it all to your friends. Oh. For every nude that you send of yourself, I shall be sending nudes of so myself. a very counterintuitive approach. I think it is. Interesting. So probably a really bad mistake, but maybe it will be so horrifying that she will never do it. Um, so those are great things that we learned. Yeah, great. Everybody, you guys are doing an amazing job. Yeah, good job, you guys. You know, join us on Facebook, uh, yeah. on our private or public website on Facebook. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? It's the a website. Facebook website. It's a yes, Facebook that website. that is the correct term. It's and a Facebook website. And they're calling it the groups on the page. Yes. The private group on the public page. Chat with us on Twitter. That, chat with us on the Twitter. <laughs> at One Bad Mothers or at Biz Ellis or at Teresa Thorne. We like to chat on yeah. the twits. Yeah. Uh, and then... We have electronic mail now. <laughs> You can you can type some things in and mail it to us via the internet. We'll be waiting to receive your letters. That's your right. electronic letters. Electronic letters. I'll print them out and read them. Uh, at one bad mothers at maximumfun.org. No, no. One bad mother, no s. Uh. One bad mother at maximumfun.org. Send it anywhere you like. That's 
that's how you guys, by the way, we love your topic and guest ideas. Do us a favor and email them to us. Because when you tag us about it on Facebook, there's just a million of them in all different places and we can't keep track of them. So send us an email. If you have a guest idea or a topic idea, we love to get those. Send it to onebadmother at maximumfun.org. Yes, that is helpful. Yes. And again, I will print them out and read them. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, you're doing a really great job. That's it. Yeah, great job, you guys. Teresa, you are doing a very good job. You have a person inside you. Yeah, thank That's you. That's fucking amazing. Thanks. It's amazing. It has a brain now. Whoa. Yeah. It's the size of a papaya. Uh, not <laughs> nope. quite. Dang. It's the size of a golf ball. What is uh, that? Yeah, it's somewhere around there. Golf Don't ball worry. sounds about Somebody right. will send you an email uh, from some parenting website yeah. to tell you how large... Okay, the good. person inside of you Yeah, because I can't figure that out. It's the size of a cell phone. <laughs> it's the size of an eggplant. I fucking hated those things. Anyway. Biz, yep. so are you. You're doing a great job, I'm too. I'm doing as good a job as an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you are listening. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.